Ho, ho, ho. More like no, no, no. We're talking the year without a Santa Claus on today's... We're not affiliated with Netflix. Welcome to KidFlix, the podcast where adults try to definitively rank every kid's movie ever made. I'm your host, Ross Wiseman, and this show is not for kids, so turn us off and make your son cry. (laughs) If you're wondering, ooh, Ross is in a giggly mood tonight. No, it's because um, uh, my job requires me right now to wake up at 1.45 in the morning. So uh, I've been up for many moons, and I'm on my second glass of wine. (laughs) Mommy likey wine. (laughs) My guest today... Holy shit, this is going to be a weird episode, I already know it. Uh, my guest today, uh, he's a comedian and a freelancer. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's a title that you want, but it's what I gave you. Um, it, he He's coming back to friend the show. Friend would be a good one. Yeah, friend, friend of the podcast, and elite member of the Tasty Treats crew. Uh, it's right. Michael Bateman. Hello, Michael. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, pleasure to be back on the pod. Oh, it is my pleasure. The pleasure is all mine. Uh, this is your fourth episode of Kid Flicks that you've done and the uh, fourth location that you've recorded in. In fact, yes. Um, uh, yeah. I love that you change it up. You keep you keep us guessing, keep us on our toes, which yeah. I feel like is in the spirit of the show. I'm like a, a, like a Bedouin tribe. I just like pick up and move and uh, yeah, you're, start Yeah, you're a nomadic my... podcaster. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, thanks to the Zoom H4N, I can <laughs> go wherever I want. Um <laughs> All right, so it's the uh, ho ho holiday season, and um, uh, I I really wanted to do some uh, like holiday movies, holiday episodes of stuff, and uh, this is the first and first of two that will be that theme. And we're talking about the 1974 um, animated Christmas special, "The Year Without a Santa Claus." Yes, this is um, it's a, a Rankin and Bass production, which you said by name, and I didn't know that this is what they were, but I knew them just visually because yeah, I they figured, have that distinct I think, style. I figured that you probably would have at least recognized it like visually. Because um, when you said Rankin and Bass, I thought, do you mean Franklin and Bash? No. <laughs> no, I do not. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm not watching an episode of the Breckenmeyer TV show. <laughs> That's my holiday movie pick. <laughs> Franklin and Bash, the season premiere, when Franklin <laughs> exists. Um, so why why did you want to uh, choose this movie to discuss? Because I asked you to pick yeah something holiday. Well, I was I was kind of racking my brain for a while, and then I ended up I, I was like try. I think I like was overthinking it. I was trying to be like creative and like ooh, what's like a weird obscure thing I can pick? And I realized that like probably the more interesting like topic for discussion and like for like doing bits and stuff would be something that i was familiar with totally yeah i grew up watching like a lot of the rankin and bass movies and and then i picked a year without a santa claus because i think it's like there are rankin and bass movies the christmas movies specifically like santa claus is coming to town and rudolph the red-nosed reindeer which like i actually like very deeply like Mm -hmm. sort of revere like you know because of nostalgia and like childhood and stuff but um, and even though I watched a year without a Santa Claus when I was a kid, I've always thought it was kind of weird and like, doesn't like, 
I was between this and Santa Claus is coming to town and I realized that I would be like too enamored to make jokes about Santa (laughs) Claus is coming to town. And I thought the better, the better one would be the one with the heat miser and the snow miser. Yeah. Famous from TikTok, according to me. Uh, Yeah. Cause I had never, I've never seen any of these. You've never seen any of them, right? No. um, Cause like, you know, ABC family and all these different channels do, do like a bunch of different christmas movies during this season right they always like marathon it yeah yeah and i think like if i'm gonna watch a christmas movie i tend to do like the adult oriented ones like the like romantic christmas ones like love actually um that's the only one i can think of but like you know half of them are just like romance things when is the last time that you watched love actually i watched it a couple of years ago and i I remember liking it, and I know people every year, they're like, it's actually really shitty. And I'm like, okay. I mean, I think it's great. Like, it's a fun movie to watch, and I think there are a lot of, like, a lot of the small stories in it are fun, but I, and I had not watched it, like, in my youth. Like, Mm -hmm. I think I watched it for the first time in college, and I was astonished by the number, and I guess, I mean, I guess I shouldn't have been, because of when it came out, but I was astonished by the number of fat jokes in that movie. Like, it's an absurd amount. Like hmm. every other line, I feel like is like, oh, you don't want to have that second burger, do you, Christine? Like it's oh, it's yeah. very that 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 checks out. Because also like looking at so Richard Curtis is the uh, uh, director and writer of Love Actually, and he did um, uh, Notting Hill, Bridget Jones, um, Yesterday. So like a lot of those movies where like they're altogether light and fun, but also just like weird, just like some weird like references and jokes and like. A little bit of like yeah and i that might also be a british thing because british people are like oi because <laughs> they're because british people are so weird they're um, so they, fucking mr bean <laughs> i think the adult oriented christmas movies they can just be movies on their own but like these animated ones it's impossible to dissociate the holiday from them because like right like can, the holiday is not a backdrop it's like a character Yes, yeah. it's like how New York is like the third character in a romantic comedy. Right. <laughs> um, Christmas is the third character in the year without a Santa Claus. Yes, very, very Christmas spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So so and you were saying that like this one do, it doesn't have as much of like a nostalgia hold that Santa Claus is coming to town has. Right. Because I, I I like Santa Claus is coming to town. I think it makes like I think I like the choices that it makes. I think it's like cool how they kind of weave the mythos of Santa together into this kind of like weird little European village mm-hmm. and like and he's like this like robin hood character like it's fun to watch and you like santa claus and you root for him as like the hero of the story and this one Meanwhile, there isn't really a main character so the i like, like it's i would argue i guess mrs claus is the main character right which progressive i guess yeah um but yeah so the whole plot is that santa claus is sick but also, he doesn't want to do Christmas because... Because no one cares anymore. No one has the Christmas spirit anymore. Which, that was confusing. Like, be sick or don't believe in Christmas spirit. Like, pick one. Yeah, because they have I that thought, whole yeah. bit with the doctor at the beginning. And it's like, haha, there's an elf who brings in a doctor's bag. Isn't yeah. that a good... Isn't that a funny joke? It was um, pretty... It was side-splitting. I mean, it like, you know, fine. Good little gag. They, but then look, they, there are some decent gags in this. Like, yeah. um, really, the uh, like, one of the two that I wrote down is 
um, like one of the elves, Jangle, I guess, yeah. is on the phone with Mrs. Claus. And he's like, yes, Mrs. Claus. Right away, Mrs. Claus. Yep, no problem, Mrs. Claus. And then he hangs up and Jangle goes, who was that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so the whole uh, uh, Santa Claus, Chris Kringle, as he sometimes likes to be referred to, mm-hmm. I guess. Or Klaus. I, Klaus, spoiler. Um, he decides, you know, I'm not going to do Christmas this year. I'm sick or... Uh, people don't appreciate me. I'm I'll sick decide. and also people don't appreciate me. He's like, I'm sick, so I'm going to take Christmas off. And no one and will who, even care. And what is it even? Yeah, like that's fine because no one cares anyway. And, you know, like any good scientist, they have the smallest sample size of one town in the south. South town. South to town. To be specific. Um, where is it? I don't know. Brazil or Georgia or it's definitely Madagascar. the antebellum south. There's no way it's not. The, that mayor and his voice and his mustache... But it's confusing because they say just like the South and... Yeah, but they also I, don't understand how the poles of the Earth work in this No, they movie. definitely don't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, so uh, Santa cancels... Santa canceled Christmas. <laughs> what a flake. <laughs> what a cook. Um, and uh, so they have to kind of shut down all of the presents and stuff and two of the presents that I thought were really weird that the elves were working on, um, they were they were preparing rain boots as like a toy gift, and then uh, they also were they like made a choice to show that they were preparing small replicas of Noah's Ark, and yeah, that was that really was, confusing. That to was me. what like the Christians that would appease them, the little Noah's Ark nod in the background that would be enough. Yeah, the Christians who were angry at the secular Christmas movie. Well, so Michael, you grew up as a Christian boy. Um, I did. Every Christmas, when you opened your presents and there wasn't a small replica of Noah's Ark, were you cross? I mean, I couldn't tell you because there always was one. Oh, okay. Phew, thank God. I'm a good little Christian boy. Um, but I would imagine that for those who weren't as fortunate as I, um, you know, without, you know, uh. A carpenter sort of bestowing upon them a good mm-hmm. gift every year that it yeah. would be very traumatic and i guess in a way it's an interesting analogy uh a little like easter egg that mm-hmm. like noah's ark um noah built the ark because all of humanity was wicked and santa is dealing with like walking around and nobody believes in santa anymore except for like half of the people that he interacts with yeah right <laughs> he's like no one cares anymore and then like he, there's a police officer or whatever that's like yeah sure i believe in santa claus and i have weird stubble and then yeah um, they all have they don't know how to do stubble that's and, definitely a, a common theme yeah and then uh ignatius iggy's uh dad believes in santa i that is maybe i think that's the weirdest thing to me about this movie is that it's not like take a movie like the Polar Express, mm-hmm. which is basically, which I think has like a good example of like the oh belief in Santa like as a plot element right. of like oh adults will believe in Santa they can't hear the jingle bells anymore like and but Santa still does Christmas because the children believe but this movie takes the takes the position of well no no. Uh, the adults believe in Santa. This this kid, Ignatius's dad, uh, he believes in Santa. He sings a whole song about it. The, um, uh, no, okay, let's but, talk about but this the song. children. The children don't believe in Santa. So this song, the the thesis of the song is that believing in Santa is like believing in love. Uh, because what is it like? 
Because you just have to feel that it's there and it becomes real. Except that his dad's example of why he believes in Santa is because he literally saw him in his (laughs) room. (laughs) I saw a white beard. Yeah, so it's like, okay, so it's not like love. You saw it with your own eyes. You had visual evidence to support your belief. And like this animation, you like it? The stop motion is charming when you're a kid and when you're an adult. Like, if you watch them when you're an adult, you're like, this isn't that great. Um, I haven't watched the other ones recently enough to compare. I want to say that they're all pretty much this quality, Mm -hmm. um, which is, I would say, pretty mediocre. It's no Leica, you know, in terms of stop motion quality. It's no Leica, and I don't like it. It's no... (laughs) Right. Um, That was my my really intense... uh, uh, like I'll yell that from the mountaintops. I don't like it. I mean, um, that's fair. It's the way that people move sometimes is very odd, but I, you know, it's one of those things that I can't really detach from like the nostalgia for me. Yeah. Which and is I, why I was interested to hear what you thought. Cause they you probably hadn't seen it are probably all about the same quality because, um, uh, so the year without a Santa Claus came out in 74. Santa Claus is coming to town came out in, uh, 1970 and they're like they're all kind of just throughout the mid seventies. So I get my guess is that just they're all kind of like that. And it's a cheap animation style. It's like these were made for TV productions back when. Yeah, it's only fifty. That minutes. didn't matter. Yeah. yeah, it was only fifty minutes with that, which that was nice because I was like, oh, is this like a feature length thing? No, right. It's a TV special, so yeah. we're good. Um, Something I never realized when I was a child. Oh yeah. Oh everything when you're a kid feels interminably long and if you like it oh my god it's a it's a magical it never ends just over and over and over yeah like we i mean we reviewed it like a year ago on the podcast but i loved we're back a dinosaur story and in my head i'm like oh that's you know hour 45 minutes it's like an hour 10 it's like barely a movie but just it's moving pictures and like different so yeah, you just get soaked up in it it's wild how the passage of time is so indistinguishable when you're a kid yeah um what what did you have any like special traditions on christmas like did you always like sit down to like watch the specials like on christmas day like i don't get how people celebrate christmas right yeah i mean i would so like i feel like my upbringing is like very we it was like religious light on christmas and stuff like my we would go to mass with my grandfather like because he was very you know about that kind of thing Mm -hmm. um but yeah like i would watch like a christmas story with my dad like on christmas day but that's like not that difficult to do it's on all day so like when you went to mass, did you bring mm-hmm. um yeah a digital scale and then you looked around and you're like, Oh Yeah, that's exactly what we did. For the listener, um I had a, a shit eating grin on my face for like twenty seconds because I thought of that joke that I had to yeah. tell. Um <laughs> I mean no one's ever said it to me before, so I can't really I can't really <laughs> knock it in that regard. But you can knock it in most other regards. Right. <laughs> um yes okay so yeah so it's that thing where like they're just playing all day constantly yeah well the, like a christmas story specifically is on tbs like literally for 24 oh that's hours right yeah. i forgot about that and you it's know, one of my dad's favorite um christmas movies you know what i think the the one animated one that we watched at all i think was the charlie brown christmas mm. yes because um that's at, a great one 
Yeah, because we had a few of the other like Peanuts movies on like VHS. And so I think that was enough of like, it's just the Peanuts. Like, it doesn't really matter. It's not yeah. super Christmassy. And then when Linus just starts reading scripture, like you, that's when you go to the bathroom or get a snack right. or something. That, it's it, weird that Linus is the religious That's one. what I was going to say. Like they chose to... That's targeted. It's like when they, uh, it's like that episode of, and, and I have not seen this episode of the Simpsons, but I remember hearing about it when they, when they covered the whole Apu controversy and they had, um, and they had Lisa be the one to like be the mouthpiece for the show's like standpoint on the issue. And it was like, she's like the intellectual one. That's right. That's like not cool of you guys to like use her that way. That's, that's a damn shame. Yeah. Um, but it, it reminds me of that. Cause, yeah, because like I was a big Peanuts fan, and I I I don't think they ever really alluded to like Linus or Lucy for that matter having any like religiousness to them. I think like I guess like I don't know why, but like Sally seems to me like she would like be the weird scripture kid. Yeah, well, because she's like the innocent young little girl. Yeah, well, like, she, that just she's feels... like a goody two shoes, yeah. but also like her whole characterization is that like. She like she's that age where she knows what is right, what is wrong. She can she knows how yeah. to defy them, but she knows that that's not really cool to do. Right, and she's like playing with that like idea. Yeah, she's at that age where she's like kind of testing those boundaries, and, and stuff. then she's like finna tap Linus. Right, uh, <laughs> I, her classic catchphrase. I think be, I think it'd be funny if Peppermint Patty was the religious one. <laughs> Like, hey, Chuck, uh, that'd be a shall great not... way for him to shut her down. He'd be like, "I'm waiting till marriage," and she'd be like, "Well, you're right." Oh, I for yeah, I forgot that they kind of like crush on each other. Or, I she's got like mad hots for Charlie Brown. That's like no, her whole character. They, I don't think she has hots for him. I think the thing is like she just does like the flirting thing because he gets nervous and goes, <sighs> or <laughs> that weird noise that the peanuts make yeah. when they like faint. <laughs> um, so I think like he just does that, and that's how like she gets her way. She also like she like canonically her parents are just like never around, so she just like hangs out all the time. Yeah, she just sort of like a vagabond. Yeah, she oh she's like yeah she's like a like a like a textbook like latchkey kid. Well, she's like super sporty. She is, that's even like- though she wears flip flops, so she can't be too sporty. She does wear flip-flops, doesn't she? She does. I think she even yeah. wears them like in the winter, but like she'll have gloves on and it's very funny. <laughs> God forbid I have to draw her wearing shoes. It's too hard. I'm just going to do the little... <laughs> the animators are like, nah, we got to see some feet. <laughs> as, um, as, if, as if peanuts resemble anything close to real people, <laughs> like at all. Their hands are literally little clouds. <laughs> like, uh, That's true. Um, and, and then when you think of them in real life, it's like that, uh, did you see those pictures where like the Today Show, um, dressed as the Peanuts characters one year for Halloween? No, I did not see that. Oh my God. You need to, it's right up your alley. Look them up. They're terrifying and horrific. Um, like they all have like weird bald caps so they can have the accurate hair. Oh, weird. And they all have like oversized clothing and also they're all dressed as like children. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It's really no fun. Is Al Roker in the photo? Al Roker is Charlie Brown. Great. Um, Love that. And don't worry, Matt Lauer is Linus. (laughs) Nice. 
I mean, he's got a big blankie. He sucks on his thumb. Right. Well, and you know, Linus being the the righteous moral compass of the show, it would be appropriate for Matt Lauer to be the one to be Linus. That's one nice thing that we can all agree on in December of 2021. that Matt Lauer is an upstanding man. Yeah, that's right. Um. It's also like it's funny how they just kind of like burn through things real quick in this special. Like, yes, she has a a full song about how she can dress up as Santa Claus and that she's always fantasized totally. about being Santa. And then the end of the song, she just goes, "Or never mind." Yeah, because the what the elves are like, I don't know about that. And she's like, "Well, on to Plan B." Well, oh, because they were outside and they were like Santa and she turns around and she goes, it's me. And they go, Oh, and she goes, okay, never mind, I guess. Which and that's is the end of that. That's really weird to me. Like, I guess, I guess that like children's specials don't have to follow the general structure of like a musical. Right. If they have music in them, you know, which I feel like most of them do. That's like a big thing with kids kills time yeah and like they're sometimes good and it like retains attention i feel like um that's like one of the first songs in the special might be the first one it uh well there's yeah there's the title song the year without a santa claus and then yeah then we get this whole ballad yeah and she's like wanting to be santa claus and it sounds like it's a very emotional expression of this desire that she has and then the song's over and it's like, nah, actually, we have to prove to Santa that people care because he's the only one that can do it. Yeah, they were like, oh, we forgot. He, we forgot to write more dialogue about how he's sick. So I guess he's, uh, he just is sad about the state of the world now. Right, which is like... Great. I guess kill time with that song, but I feel like you're setting up like an interesting... They could have written a, a special where Mrs. Claus becomes Santa and she like has to do that there's got to be one i'm sure that that's been made i'm sure it exists like but this was 1974 this was 1974 this was before subversion existed right exactly (laughs) comedy was like what if somebody just did something out of line right what Uh, if we didn't do that that'd be pretty funny what if somebody protested vietnam (laughs) that'd be funny yeah that's actually the second song in this (laughs) Uh, there's there's whole- no Christmas in Vietnam. It's it's really long. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, they have to... So Jingle and Jangle, two elves, are like, we'll go to Earth, to Southtown, right. and find people that believe in Santa. And like, we'll just like talk and then go back and let Santa know that people like him. Yeah, he'll just believe us. Yeah. And uh, also, we'll just go to this children's playground. And just, like, ask them. Yeah, and then it's it's so funny because, yeah, like, these elves will show up and also, like, Santa shows up later. And he's just like, excuse me, kids. And, like, the kids are like, yes, sir? Yeah, they're so into it. Yeah, so this is how we meet Iggy, a kid that doesn't really do anything in this except yeah, be suspicious for a second and then get on board. Yeah, like, and he's like a self-insert character, I guess. Like, you're, you know, the you the you the child viewer, supposedly Iggy's age, are supposed to like imprint onto him, I guess, and be like, oh, that's me. I'm in the yeah. story, but they don't introduce him until like halfway through. So like, that, what's the point of it? And then half of his dialogue after like the song about love and Christmas is yeah. he just goes gosh because gee whiz yeah yeah he's just so surprised yeah um but yeah like this this special follows just like a kid logic of like okay we're done with that thing now let's do a different thing yeah and just kind of like bounce around and totally 
like I, I kind of comes together because like the snow miser and heat miser also get introduced really late. Yeah, well, they're at least they're at least mentioned at the beginning. Yeah, they like they are they are set up even if they aren't you know paid off for way too long. Mm-hmm. Um, and the songs are great. Yeah, that is like the that is the main thing that as a kid I remembered about these was the snow miser slash heat miser song. Yeah, and that's bum, I think bum. that's. Because I think that's only the real memorable part of this. Because the rest yeah. of it is, like we're saying, just kind of like people walking around, just being like, "Hey, do you believe in Christmas?" I guess. Okay, bye. Like, yeah. That over and and over. Snow Miser and Heat Miser. It's like, oh, that's at least a new idea. That's something. Yeah, it's a weird idea. I think it's really funny. Yeah, I love when people make up lore for Christmas movies, like the um, again another quoting another movie I haven't seen, but the. What's that movie with uh with that had Jack Frost in it that everyone on Tumblr like went crazy over him being like a hot young twink or whatever? I have no idea what you're talking about. It I had, need to get on this. It had it had Santa in it and Jack Frost and it was like I don't know, it was in like the early 2010s and it was like I don't know. You'll yeah. have to look it up. But I shall. Um but yeah, like just like that's making a lore up a new... heavy holiday movie, right? And like I haven't seen it, but like I know Fred Claus. Like they have to do a whole explanation of like who's Fred. <laughs> I saw Fred Claus. I'm pretty sure on my birthday in 2009. Oh my god, how how was it? It was fine. <laughs> I never saw it again. Damn, um, it. You will never guess the budget of Fred Claus. Should I try? Yeah, why not? Uh, $130 million. Yeah, that's pretty much it. It's $100 million. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, for a p- relatively forgetful movie. Like, I don't even think... Movies cost so much money to make. Movie Movies cost a lot. I don't think that... I can't think of anybody that, like, yeah, I, uh, I definitely remember and we watched Fred Claus every year. Um, sorry. Love me some Vince Vaughn. Fred Claus... Yeah, we all like Fred. And also, uh, uh, Santa Claus is played by Paul Giamatti. Oh, okay. I'm kind of here for that, honestly. He can kind of do anything. Paul Giamatti rules. He can and does. Uh, oh, Kevin Spacey's in it. Mm. Oh, does he play Paul. Lex Luthor? <laughs> no, but he plays Clyde Archibald Northcutt. <laughs> so he's the villain? Uh, Yeah, yep. Yep. He's like, I don't believe that you are a good Claus, Fred. Nice. And you then to squeeze in your Kevin Spacey thank impression. Thank you. And then Fred Claus goes, come on, man. That's that's <laughs> nice. not a Vince Vaughn. That nice. was nothing. Uh, <laughs> man, it's such a bummer that you spent so many years honing your Kevin Spacey impression. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that was killer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, also, uh, like I wrote this note down because I was so thrown off by it. There are so many tears in this movie. So many characters yes. just start crying. That's it's a very, very emotional in Rankin and Bass. It, okay, yeah, they do. They love to do the little tear animation because it's a good. It's a good animation. Yeah, I guess it's probably made of like clear plastic or something. Like yeah, like resin or, or, or glass or yeah, resin something probably. like that. But yeah, um, like kids cry when there isn't presents for Santa. Uh, they cr- uh, when Iggy- she's gonna have a blue Christmas. A blue Christmas. Um, Iggy cries at the end of the Christmas's like love song, like a constant crying. Can we go back to that song for a second? Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. Like, 
my my the mom the how the mom just like basically stares at the camera yep yep that's insane to me like (laughs) that don't give him a mom if she's not gonna say anything she literally is like can i get you guys any food yeah she offered santa claus broth (laughs) yeah she offered him soup or something um and then proceeded to which also we skipped over this the old man santa because he so he follows the elves oh he follows the elves because he finds out that He's on to Mrs. Claus, and she's like, ooh, I'm up to something, but I won't tell you what. And he's like, what are you up to? He follows oh, He follows Jingle and Jangle down to Southtown on Vixen, Yeah, I think. And Jingle and Jangle have another reindeer, which is a baby, that they rode together. Um, I think it's Vixen. I think they took Vixen, and he took Dasher or something. Yes. Maybe yes. Santa took Dasher. Yeah. So... He's like, oh, I gotta, you know, make sure that the reindeer is okay. They took the reindeer to Southtown, which is very hot. So he goes there and he follows he follows them and he meets this kid, Iggy, by popping out from behind a tree in front of the kid's house, which like That's right. I understand that it's a kid's movie, so we're not gonna like acknowledge it, but like And then Iggy immediately calls him like his friend. Yeah, yeah. He's like, Hey mom, I'm just talking to my friend, Mr. Klaus. And she's like, Oh, come on in. And did you sneeze? Come on. Yeah. Like, um, just also, insane. I got distracted for a second, so I tried to look up what is Mrs. Claus's name, and she doesn't have one. Like, a bunch of different movies just have their own answers. So, um, her name is Anya in one, Annette in another one, Margaret, Ruth. Uh, like, there's just a bunch. Jessica? Jessica? What Jessica, movie is that? Nancy. That's in Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Oh, oh wait. Well, that's... that's Okay, yeah. that's true. But she's like Jessica before she's Mrs. Claus. Oh, uh, okay. Ooh, Janine. That's a good one. I like that one. Janine Claus? Yeah. What is her name in The Fairly Odd Parents? Wait, does Mrs. Claus appear... Do, does Santa Claus appear in Fairly Odd Parents? I think so. That makes sense. Fairly Odd Parents covers pretty much all of the holidays, I think. Like, we meet the Easter Bunny. There's the April Fool, who's just, like, a bad, like, Seinfeld yeah, joke, the, basically. Um, Holocaust Remembrance Day. Yeah. Goblin. Yep, of course. Um, oh, like, wait, no, those are, that's just the Pixies. <laughs> <laughs> They've got the Tooth Fairy. There's a Leprechaun, I think. Yeah. I vaguely recall that. Yeah, because Santa, um, in, in Fairly Odd Parents, Santa, like, is, like, thin and wears sunglasses and has a Bluetooth headset for, like, oh, 99% of the year. That's right. And then during Christmas, he becomes fat and jolly. Yeah. But most of the time, he sucks. <laughs> um, also, I just found, because um, Mrs. Claus has her own Wikipedia page, obviously, and um, Bob Ricci recorded a parody of the pop hit Stacy's Mom called Mrs. Claus. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good that's amazing i want that um I that's that. right up your alley yeah seriously um <laughs> but yeah i this it's yeah yeah like this movie you just kind of jump in between stuff um i think another weird part and this is kind of towards the end so the the part the main like conflict if you can even call it that is the snow miser and the heat miser uh they're not they don't talk to each other they're enemies um, the snow miser is asked to make like Southtown snow because the mayor will only release Vixen from the dog pound 
because they dressed up their reindeer oh, like the, a dog. Yeah. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah. I, they, I was so confused. They dress up their reindeer like a dog because people are like, what's that? And they're like, oh, better put some socks on the ears of our reindeer to make Perfect. it look like a dog. And then the reindeer gets taken by the dog napper. And then they go to the mayor and he's like, oh, well, if you're really Christmas elves, pop, 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 pop. You just make it snow here yeah, in Southtown this where dude, it hasn't snowed in a hundred years. This dude laughs so much and it's like, you can tell the actor is just like not trying. He's like, ha, 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 yeah. oh, that's a funny, he's like, stop it, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna piss. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like his song. Uh, it's fine. It's gonna snow, ho, ho, down here in Dixie. <laughs> It's called a snowman. It yeah. snows, man. It just like I don't know. Just like weird. Uh, like I don't actually like it, but I think it's funny. Yeah, it's it's like funny Not for the reason they wanted it to be it's, funny. It's fun how all of these songs sound just like they just like improvised in the booth. Just like yeah. can you give us like three minutes about it's gonna snow in Southtown? Yeah, it's like yeah. okay. Um. So yeah. So they uh they want it to snow in Southtown, but the heat miser that's his jurisdiction, and he's like, no, fuck you. Right. So, because it's the South, and he, the heat miser, when yes. it's hot, he has control over the, the South. south. Um, and so they have uh, Mrs. Claus is like, I know a mediator who can help, and it's Mother Nature, and Mother Nature is the mother of the heat miser and the snow ice snow miser. Yeah, and uh, they they have like a catchphrase. They just like keep saying yes, Mother dear, to her. Yeah, they're basically just like. Little they're baby real boys. big shots, but then their mom summons them, and they're like very obedient. They're yeah, they're they're big shots, and then when they're with their mom, they're Steve Harvey's little big shots. But I love their I love their little domains that they're in, and they they have these big entry songs that they yeah, sing. and they have like little minions that dance along that look like, just like them. Yeah, and they're all in on the mission. Yeah, um, and I thought it was funny that Mother Nature. So like she gets angry with them a few times, and like summons lightning, and they have a sound effect where it's just like a guy and he just goes <laughs> and it, it, it made me laugh. I was just like, this, that was like the only other part where I like chuckled in this movie. I was like, Oh, that's kind of funny. If, if it's intentional, that's very good. If not, that's incredible. Right. Um, but yeah, like it's, you know, it's 50 minutes. Uh, Santa discovers that people like Christmas because all of the boys and girls and all the kids from around the world, they take planes and trains to the North Pole to give Santa a gift so he knows that they all care and like him. Yeah, because, and also, isn't it, don't the newspapers, they say that the news, they know that Santa's taking the year off. Yeah, the newspapers report like, taking a sabbatical or like taking yeah. a break because when the elves go to the kids school at the beginning yeah they're Iggy, like oh yeah santa's not doing this year whatever Iggy's like yeah it's fine and i don't even believe in santa which is confusing because the news reported it i, right. I accidentally dipped into mulaney there uh, you know it's real because the, the news, news reported, reported it, it. <laughs> yeah that, yeah that is i never thought about that like in a in a it's very hard not to believe in Santa Claus when you exist in a Christmas movie. And you're telling me that the dad never told the story of, of when he saw Santa Claus? Yeah. Because also that means that logically the, the kid probably would have stumbled onto Santa at some point. Right. Like, I think that's a weird um, thread throughout a lot of these Christmas movies from like experience slash just like hearing anecdotally that like everybody like half of the characters have like a sighting of santa and it's confusing because i thought the whole lore of santa was like kids don't see him and like if they do then he has to like 
knock them out cold or something. Yeah, I guess it's like this pressure to appeal to kids who don't believe, I guess, Mm -hmm. of like, you know, oh, if all of the characters in your movie who are children believe just because, then that like 11-year-old can be like, they're all stupid. They've never even seen them before. And it's like, no, 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 they have. And it's like, oh, okay. (laughs) Point taken. Yeah, like, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think, is there anything that we missed in this movie? Because, like, I mean, it's brief enough that we kind of cover everything by default. Yeah. I thought it was funny that Mother Nature lived in a house. Yeah, that is, that's interesting. Like, and maybe it's Not just like a from cool, my... Just like, big tree or something. Yeah, like, maybe it's just my overexposure of, like, fantasy and, like, you know, fantasy. Um, but I feel like, you know, nature deities and, like beings of the wild usually are not domesticated like in any way (laughs) and she like wears clothes she has like a sunday hat and like she's like very proper she's very proper and i'm like that's your mother nature that's the okay i guess they went more for the mother than the nature like yeah well yes mother dear yeah um also can we talk about i forgot about this but in that the mayor's song for some reason charlie chaplin is just like in the background yeah he's just there He's just chilling. He like doesn't even really do anything funny. No, he's just standing there. <laughs> he's just sitting there respectfully, like watching the mayor saying he's like, This is his turn. They just I had they had. just had him laying around. Yeah. Like, we need another extra for this scene. Like, shit, we could make another guy or yeah. here's this dude right here. Um But yeah, I I mean honestly, I think this is this is probably the part of the podcast where we review and rate everything on a scale of zero to five well so last thing i'll ask you what did yes what did you think of uh of mickey rooney as santa claus like like what did you think of the voice work i honestly think it was good i liked that it wasn't just like i liked that it was like a little gravelly yeah um even though he can't sing for shit but like i i always think that's endearing when somebody is just like a bad singer, but they're like just like singing. a like a magical figure like that. Yeah, that's just humbling. Uh, yeah, it's just like I can do anything. If Santa can't sing, then right. I can. Then then I, I can, can also not sing. Yeah, excuse me. I'm the best singer around. I, I was just saying hypothetically. I wasn't talking about anyone in particular. When I sing, people are like, "Wait, Adele's here?" Oh no, it's just wrong. <laughs> I say that all the time. Uh, but yeah so let's rate this sucker um michael what would you um rate uh uh santa claus nope not santa claus is coming to town the year without Mickey santa claus. is also santa claus in that and i think oh he is very, i like that he is very good santa. so they're there are they in the same canonical universe or like they're just no he's different? a different um they use a different model for him that's confusing that but okay it, the one in that one looks better i think yeah, another reason all, why of, I all the figurines one. are cute except for a lot of the humans but like Santa and Mrs. Claus are cute. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I would say. So, what, what do you usually do? Like out of ten? Out of five. Out of five. Um, God's like you don't even remember Hoodwinked. Um, I really. I mean, it was what like three years ago. Yeah, um, I don't remember it. Um, I think we liked it. We, uh, yeah, I think we did. Yeah. Um, I'd give this movie a three out of five. Wow. Three out of five from the B-man himself. <laughs> Just because, like, it's, I don't know. I mean, especially if you're an adult. Like, it's just like, it can be, it's kind of boring <laughs> at some parts. It's a very boring movie. Yeah. Uh, like, I was making dinner while I was watching, and I was like, okay, this is, I guess, that. Um, I'm giving it a 1.77. 
Like, I'm not going to pretend that this is, like, good. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, it's brief and it's, it's like, inoffensive enough. Like, if I was wrapping presents or something, like, and yeah. if it was on and people were excited about it, I wouldn't be upset about that. But that's that. But crunching the numbers, um, collectively, we're going to be giving The Year Without Santa Claus a 2.385, which puts it right uh, below The Land Before Time, the original one, and right above The Emoji Movie. That feels right. Yeah, that, uh, that, yeah, that actually, that fits really well. Um, it's, and, I think that The Emoji Movie is more boring than this movie. Well, the, I agree with that, but also... The I Emoji think, Movie is also longer. It's It was very long, but I remember I watched it, and then I told you afterwards, like, it's not as terrible as I thought it was going to be. I've seen it. It's not great. It's not pleasant, but yeah, like, it, it could be worse. And then, in comparison, so yeah, uh, 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 Year Without a Santa Claus, 2.385, and then uh, the, the movie that we reviewed together with Shannon Hutchinson, Hoodwinked, mm-hmm. that is only a little bit higher, a 2.865. So I wonder who gave it the low rating that episode to bring it down. I feel like I would have given it a high rating. So we actually, so I, I averaged all of our ratings, but we were we were pretty close to each other, like two two and three quarters. Three, really? About, yeah. So it kind of it kind of worked out. Uh, but Michael, thank you so much for coming on. Always a pleasure. And, uh, Thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, is there an is there anything that you would like to plug? Um, if you're looking for a a graphic designer, you can go to my website at michaelbateman.design. Ooh, that's and about it for me. Great. And um, yeah, uh, you know, you can give me a, give me a job and I'll do it and I'll, I think I'll do a great job. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, rate and review a, us on iTunes and all that stuff uh, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Cause that does help us and, and all that and all that jazz. Uh, but yeah, that is all for today. We will hear you in a fortnight and ho, ho, ho gadget and show. <laughs>